Hi everybody, you're very welcome back to the third episode of GMAX Fitness Lifting and Life podcast. So the first two episodes uh, were successful and I think the feedback people gave definitely showed me that it was of value to people and I appreciate any comments and anybody who shared it. I really appreciate that. So trying to spread the word and hope that it has helped somebody so far and that future episodes will, will add some value to your day as well. So this one is going to be a Q&A. It's around a post that I put out on Instagram on Facebook a few weeks ago and some of the members public and some of the members here in the gym put in some questions and I'm going to go through them now. There's a nice few here. So there's ones on training, there's ones on nutrition, there's ones on snacks, you know, better time, best time to work out. Do I recommend certain products? Do I recommend certain things? So I'm going to get straight into it. And um, the first one that came up was in around muscle pain management. Uh, do you miss the gym or do you go to the gym when, you, when you're suffering with an injury? I suppose ideal scenario would be you would go through the protocol after you've had your injury of your rice protocol. So you'd have your rest ice compression and elevation if that hasn't you know cured what's what's wrong then the next step would be to go to somebody a professional in that area and see if there's um, some more damage done and it does depend completely on the severity of the of the injury whether you can keep going and, and carrying on in your gym uh, program ideally though if, if it's if it's something you can work around it's a great idea to keep training and to try and keep um, yourself going to the gym and doing your exercises or working around the injury ideally that would be ideal scenario to do that it's just it keeps your motivation up and it's, it's one of the worst feelings is being laid up at home and not being able to train so if at all possible definitely if there's if you're going to a gym where you're being in a class environment it can be worked around if the coach can control the room well and understands the the limitations you have then there should be no problem and you can carry on um, coming to that class uh, if you're training by yourself i suppose take the precautions that you're not going to be you know impacting that injury and making it worse try to if it's a right arm or left arm you can definitely work your other arm you can definitely work parts of your body you can work your legs and just be safe with your training so it doesn't have to come to a complete halt at all and um, so yeah that, that's my, my recommendation there will be to, to keep training if at all possible the next one is around post-workout recovery food um, in that scenario there you're looking at a carb source and a protein source so it could be as simple as a protein shake with a small piece of fruit in it that would be one 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 way of um, getting some carbs and protein in post-workout it depends on the time of the day i mean if it's very late at night you might want to sit down to a big meal just after you go home from the gym or if it's a morning workout you could have a small shake and then go and eat your lunch later on an hour or two later you could have your your larger meal then so i suppose you could go with the likes of a protein shake with your 24 to or 25 to 30 grams of protein and then your carbs you could go with anything from 20 to 60 grams of carbohydrate again depends on what you need and how intense that workout was so there's there is a few things to take into account there but a protein and carb source source after the workout would be um, a good a good um, recovery strategy there to work with uh, low calorie healthy snacks was the next the next question um, I would always be recommending the likes of say small snacks anyway would be the likes of berries um, I think they're a low calorie fruit and they do they do serve a purpose I mean if you if you go down and drink a smoothie and blend a lot of fruit you probably wouldn't eat that much fruit if you were to sit down in front of you and put that fruit out you wouldn't eat as much so going and blending a lot of fruit and then drinking it is maybe not the wisest decision if again if this is goal dependent but if fat loss was your goal then it's not there's anything wrong with fruit as per se but it's just 
you're going to be getting a large amount of calories through that fruit just straight into your stomach there's no digestion really at all so it might be the best so I, I do recommend people are if they are having fruit that they actually will eat it and not be not be drinking in smoothies if they can other options for healthy snacks could be the likes of cooked meat i mean it might not seem like a an easy option but for for the likes of deli meat and your slices of turkey or slices of even slices of ham it will be it'd be an option definitely to to have with you and um, if it's only a small thing you're looking for you're, you're getting some protein on board there as well um, don't get fooled by any of the labels you're reading as well any of the lot in the supermarkets they'll say high protein or they'll say you know there's some other buzzword at that moment they'll, they'll try and pull you in through that so don't get caught in that mix if you can that you're getting fooled by um by, by clever marketing when it comes to certain products i mean if they're they've got a list of ingredients in the back of the packet the length of your arm then I, just because it says high protein in the front doesn't technically mean it's going to be the best choice for you so then the likes of the likes of berries cooked meats again back to your protein shake again you could have a it depends how how much um, fullness you, you require from that meal if it's only on the go a quick snack then definitely the likes of handfuls of berry maybe a few nuts there as well it's just with the nuts you're 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 upping the calories there when you when you bring the likes of nuts or or peanut butter maybe into the mix you are upping the calories so just be just be wary of that again if you're if you're thinking of your overall calories and um, the likes of nuts and that can be very very easy to over consume and then you're bringing your calories right back up again so just obviously be wary of that uh, the next one came in was foods to avoid energy slumps so this looks at your whole diet i don't think you can say maybe just one food in particular causes an energy slump i think having again one example of this would be having a load of carbohydrates first thing in the morning so say a load of porridge and then some fruit with that or instead you might be having something like some bread or toast and you're getting a carbohydrate source by itself and you might put some maybe some jam on that or you could be having your breakfast cereal and milk and breakfast cereal so you could be getting a large influx of carbohydrates first thing in the morning and for some people that by the nature of their job and just by the nature of them their their bodies it mightn't just be the best to be having that straight away first thing in the morning it's kind of giving you an inf- rush of a blood sugar rise and then by 11 o'clock you're getting that kind of slump that people talk about so i suppose the timing of the food the type of food you put into your body as well um would be something you have to look at and notice what works best for you so it it is individual it's it's very it's difficult just to say these food this group of foods cause energy slumps it wouldn't be it wouldn't be fair to say that so it's just knowing knowing what works well for you if say for instance for myself if i had a big bowl of porridge with a lot of banana in it and that was just an ordinary day where i was say not working out i was just going to be sitting around like you get good fullness from it um from that meal but you kind of get that after effect where you could be a little bit drowsy or a little bit sleepy after it. That's not ideal first thing in the morning when you're getting your day started. So the likes of having porridge and maybe even ordinary breakfast cereals um, could be, say, after workouts. So when your body is in a state of, you know, repair and it wants something like that and your blood sugar levels might need to be brought up a small bit just from the, the post-workout feelings. Um, so the likes of likes of that then. So it's kind of the timing of it. And just knowing like when when these these kind of um, foods work well for you before you go to bed might be an ideal time to have the likes of that because it would also encourage you to have a good sleep that night. So it's it's just been clever and just been noticing what works well for you. For some people, can get up in the morning, they can have a lot of carbohydrate and function fine during that day. But it does depend on the person. So it's just something to this is where the likes of food diary comes in very handy, where you would take note of what you're having and then notice you could have a, a section at the bottom of the page saying what was your afternoon energy levels like and did you sleep well the night before did you not sleep well the night before 
did you you know what was your energy levels like mid-evening you can kind of keep more detail in it then you're not kind of just guessing then you can look back over the previous few days of eating and highlight right well i had that meal and the next day then i didn't feel great the next morning and it just it just it gives you more information it's, it's very hard to um to try and remember what you ate for the last three days just off the top of your head so having it there in front of you you can kind of analyze it a bit better and it gives you a great feedback into what works well and what doesn't work well for you so next one was best option to get back energy levels after a break so i don't know the exact detail of that question but the first thing you would look at in that scenario would be your diet and your sleep when you're talking about those energy levels so getting again come back to the previous question there understanding your diet and having the word diet everyone gets scared of especially this time of year now you're coming into into january people are going to be talking about diets like the diet essentially just means what you eat on a daily basis it's not that you are on a diet it just means these are the foods that you eat day to day and it just depends what choices then in that diet that you're making are they good are they bad putting categories of food like into good and bad again is dangerous because you have these danger foods and you have these like well avocado is good and is cheese is bad or pizza is bad and milk is good like calling them good and bad isn't isn't looking at the full picture there's more to it than than just saying a food is good or bad you have to look at the calorie content and the protein content the carbohydrate content the fat content are you you know intolerant to that particular food it's going to be bad for you straight away but it could be really good for somebody else who's not intolerant to milk or bread or gluten so it's it is individual dependent there as well but the, the sleep would be somewhere to start along with that to try and get energy levels back up and um, sleep it's 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 underrated uh, if you're talking about supplements and you're talking about giving yourself the best chance uh, sleep is somewhere that you have to start looking at in the very early days of trying to change your physique and change your your energy levels it, looking at your sleep is is something that is ignored by so many people and there's a lot of people walking around day to day that are 100 sleep deprived they're unaware of it and they don't know what it's like to actually feel really good in the mornings because they're just so used to the the habit of going to bed maybe late or they've got small kids so they're up during the night and they've got a really high stress levels from work or something there could be something playing on their mind so their sleep is just really really poor and it could be over the last few months or last few years but if it's not addressed and if it's not looked into further like you're missing a large piece of the piece of the pie as regards say energy levels general health uh, mood there's a lot to be said for uh, looking into your sleep in more detail so i hope that answered that particular question and moving on what i recommend bca is before or during a session so branch chain amino acids there again this depends uh, individual dependent you're going to hear me saying it it depends a lot during this podcast but it definitely bca is there again a buzzword there the last few years people taking them during a session it depends on the level the person is at if somebody is just starting now on fitness and nutrition thinking about a bca or taking any supplement for that matter it really is not their it shouldn't be their first their first move like your your general food your hydration levels through water your sleep your training they all come way ahead in my eyes anyway come way ahead of the the likes of taking a bca so if you're into it further and you're getting to the point where you have your food on point and you have your sleep on point and your energy levels are where they, where they need to be and you're training well and you're sleeping well then the likes of adding a supplement like the likes of BCA is in could be an extra percentage will bring you a bit further on and um, it's going to just give you amino acids into your body which if you're having enough protein in your diet you're going to be getting some amino acids obviously from the protein so adding in some extra BCAs maybe you could take them during the workout it might just take the taste of the water if it's something you want to try and 
change the taste of the water a small bit and maybe this could be a psychological effect of taking some of these supplements the likes of bcas but really um it's not the first place to start so um yeah down the line that could be something to look into but from starting out it's definitely not the first thing you're looking into uh, and next question was best to work out in the morning or in the evening this is job dependent are you a morning person are you an evening person is it more applicable for you to work out in the evening or in the morning which works best for you like there you know you can look into studies and you can look into uh, different articles and said that you know 5 p.m your your testosterone levels are at their highest that's your best time to work out but 5 p.m could just be you could be sitting in traffic on the way home from work at 5 p.m so it's getting bogged down the details like that if you were to say right what's the best time it's the time that you can commit to and that you can say right that's my time to work out there's nothing going to clash with that that's another day's talk but getting you know picking your time to work out and really kind of earmarking it and saying right if somebody if somebody tries to come and contact me at that time I'm, I'm not available that's my workout time and that's just priority list and that's getting into your goals for next year as well so that'll be a, a future podcast is how to prioritize your training and to really focus on if you've got a specific goal you have to do specific things to get that goal and if one of them means you know rejigging your diary and making sure that you're actually making time to work out because in this day and age when things are so busy things will pass by and that workout if it's not if it's not at the top of your list of priorities it's just not going to happen that workout isn't going to happen so that's another day's podcast but um yeah so the best time to work is the best best time of the day to work out is the best time that suits you the best that you can you can know you can commit and that you know you'll actually be able to go ahead and do so um that's on that one next one best snacks prior to training i had a few uh, ideas with this one kind of again from the previous stuff we talked about snacks to me it's it's if, if you eat enough at the main meals you probably won't need to be snacking but it does depend on the person and what their goal is if they want to really put on weight they might need snacks to bring up their total calories and their overall calories for the day so the likes of fruit and greek style yogurt maybe like a mini dinner so if you've got your dinner at seven o'clock could you eat a small bit of it just before the training uh, and then eat the rest of it after the training I've, I've done that in the past and i found that quite beneficial um so yeah it's snacks the snacks are a funny one it's one everybody seems to want to know about snacks and ask about snacks but to me they're they're all more it's just another way of getting calories into your body it's it's it can be a bit of a habit sometimes at three o'clock you have your break from work you'll have a snack so it's i don't think snacking to me snacking is something that kids do and i suppose as an adult it's not something that's overly necessary for you to be doing it's just another opportunity to eat food and whether you need to eat that or not is up to you and up to your goals and whether you need to be having more food in your diet or is it just boredom or is it just you know a multitude of different things it could be a time of day so you obviously think three o'clock you associate that with having a snack and that snack just mightn't be necessary your, your body mightn't be anyway hungry at that time at all but just because the time is three you'll automatically go and want to think you have a have to have a snack so that 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 that's a that is a difficult one enough to uh, to give proper snacks and to say what what's going to be the best snack option there's there's loads i mean there's there's so many different types of of snacks on the on the when you go into any supermarket or any kind of filling station now you've got all your protein bars you've got on the breakfast on the go bars and they're just it's playing into the market i suppose of people like snacks and we, we want to eat snacks so they're there they're two or three euro each and they look shiny and they look nice and they, they usually are tasty as well but i mean do you need that and is it something that's going to benefit you really and it's, it's just asking you questions like that i'd be sticking to your main meals and then 
the likes of after workout and bef just before you work out, maybe look at your snacks in and around then. But outside of that, if you could at all to try and say have your three, four, whatever amount of meals you're having in the day, that they can be your, these are proper meals, that there's a protein source there, the carbohydrate source, and maybe a fat source in that meal. And it's a complete meal that you're not just having a little snack on the go and, and calling it a meal when, when it's technically not. Um, so next one then, how to deal with munchies without eating everything in sight and still not feeling full. So this was, this was one, I suppose, this time of year, it's difficult because there's all that kind of food in the house still, and it's hard to get rid of it. So it's, it's, that's a difficult one this time of year is to, to try and say how to deal with that munchies. You're going to people's houses, you're visiting, you're around that kind of food. This comes back to having these habits all year round. And I seen a great post the other day, and it said that don't be worrying about the food you have between Christmas and New Year. Worry about the between the food the food you have between New Year and Christmas the next year. So it's that long, long game. It's it's you know that that week of bad eating is not going to outdo the 51 weeks where you were where you were really a New Year diet well and you were you were doing really well with your diet. It it's not going to outweigh that at all. So it's um it's it's. It's dealing with that kind of stuff is is difficult, and it's a, there's a psychological element, there's an emotional element to it. There's it's a it's a social aspect as well. You can associate food with friends and family coming around. So uh, knowing when to stop and and having having little habits in place that you just you know you don't go beyond that, and you have kind of little rules with yourself that you've built up over the course of a year. Uh, again, it, it won't happen overnight with these things. If you were always a person that ate chocolate or always a person that loved crisps, it's very, very hard to just flick a switch and, and, and get rid of that that um, craving you might have or that association you have with, I know if I, if I meet a certain person or if I'm in a certain house, I know for straight away that there's going to be a great chance you're going to be given apple tart. You're going to be given stuff that's just not in the type of foods you'd normally be eating and I suppose the, the easy answer there is well don't go to that house but that's not always uh, appropriate either so it's it's just having kind of little rules and, and, and have little little kind of habits that you've built up and to try and stick with them and to try and build them up over the course of the year so when it does come to these occasions that you have some kind of limitation on it that you're not just going freelance and, and hoping for the best um, like definitely food is there to be enjoyed but I suppose it doesn't always have to be food related when you do be around certain people and around any, you know, any occasion or any, any emotion, it shouldn't always be related to food and having that relationship with food where it's, you know, if you're in bad humor, you want food, in sweet food. If you're in good humor, you want sweet food. If you're, you know, there's, there's so much around emotional and eating um, and binge eating and there's so many different topics around that uh, that I'm not going to obviously delve into here on this podcast, but it's, it's something that needs to be addressed with if I'm working directly with a person and they're not divulging that kind of information to me I do need to know that like what the person's history is around food and what they've what diets they've been in, in the past because then I can see then right well that didn't work for that person so maybe this approach might work better and it's 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 a it's a it's a very very broad subject and it's an interesting area of of, of work and I, I do i do enjoy reading about and listening about and i've worked with a few people here on site who've had a history of of of, of poor eating habits and like that feeling guilt around food that's a very very common one is you know because you've eaten say bad food in their eyes that they feel then that either they have to work it off or they just feel like depressed and feel down just because they've eaten that amount of food that they knew wasn't on their plan or shouldn't be in their in their diet but 
what I'd be trying to tell them there in, in that scenario is to try to try to remove that guilt and try to you know clean the slate and start fresh again and, and, and go ahead the next meal the next meal is another opportunity to get back on track and to kind of address what you've done or just to move on and it's it's it's, it is, as I said, it's a, it is a difficult uh, subject to, to talk about for, with people because it, it touches the nerve with them and it's something that they've probably dealt with for years and years. So me coming in and saying, oh, it's just a matter of dropping that food out of your diet, it's, it's an easy thing for me to say because I mightn't have had that particular um, issue, but it's, it's, it's very important for me to know that when I'm working with someone. So that one is, uh, is, is, is very broad. Motivation tips for dark evenings. This one, uh, I thought it came from a, a member of the gym who is very motivated from my, my point of view, uh, but it just proves that something can trigger uh, to throw you off not going to the gym again or to what, what could stop you from wanting to go and do a workout. And it could just be a simple thing of it's, it's dark evenings and it's wet and it's gloomy, but a, a way around that could be getting yourself into a gym that's, that motivates you, number one, and that you could be working out along with people that you enjoy working out along with. So when it comes to those decisions at home, will I want to go to the gym? You know your, your friend or your buddy is going to be there on site at the gym and you're going to work out along with them and you're more than likely going to have a good workout because they're there. So it kind of keeps you a bit more accountable as well when you know that somebody is going to notice that you're not there. So that definitely helps. Uh, having good, nice gym gear that you, you like wearing, you feel good wearing, that definitely helps. Because I mean, having that laid out and ready to go, if you're coming home from work and you know it's sitting there in your, your gym bag and you've got it all your water you've got everything kitted out and ready to go that kind of sets a bit of a routine that you have then and the chance of you doing it then are a lot higher when you have that habit built in and uh, you enjoy it and there has to be a reward with any habit habit you're doing walking in the door of the gym having your workout and driving home in the car you're getting that you know that feel good factor driving home leaving the gym saying that was a great workout glad i came and that's what brings you back to that work that, that the gym the next day or, or the following day again is that reward is still there in your brain that you're 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 still after enjoying the results of what you've done in the gym so if that's not there it's very hard to want to go back to something if there isn't that kind of reward system going on so if you if you have a, a certain type of food you enjoy eating and when you eat that you get the sensations in your mouth and then after you've eaten it you get the sensations of satisfaction or fullness or I really enjoyed eating that. That's what brings you back to wanting to have that piece of cake or whatever crisp or whatever it is that you're, you do enjoy. It's the same then with any habits you've got outside of that as well. So the likes of coming to a gym, there's the same thing. There's the process, there's the getting the clothes ready, there's the driving to the gym, meeting your friends at the gym, doing the workout, getting that feel good factor after the workout, driving home in the car, walking home, whatever it is, having your shower, getting yourself into comfortable clothes after the gym. And that, that whole process, that your body will recognize that and remember that and if it enjoyed it it's going to want to do that again so i think it's going forward in 2019 it's something to think about when you're when you're putting your ideas now for um, what you want to do in 2019 from a gym point of view and from a workout point of view whether it's walking or if you're going back playing sport it's bringing back those good memories from it and try to replicate that that definitely creates a good habit and makes you want to do that more and more and that's a great thing from a from a fitness and nutrition point of view if there's that kind of good loop happening and um, that, that that's fantastic so yeah that's that one next one low fat or low calorie diet that includes fats like avocado um, this one i'm not sure the full context on the question but low fat and low calorie again that's another kind of a buzzword in the 80s it was low fat 90s it might be low carb and the zeros it was you know high protein like these are all just fashions and trends that go around like calories do matter and if you've heard 
the, the, the word at the minute definitely is calorie deficit. You have to be in a calorie deficit in order to lose to lose weight. That, on paper, that is definitely definitely true. But there's more there's more um, factors to, to take into account there as well. It's 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 are you taking enough calories and are you not burning enough calories to to negate that? Like that's that's one way of looking at it. You know, you have to take in less food than you or sorry, take in less food than you than you burn or burn more than you take in. It's just trying to get that energy balance, trying to get that right. If people don't know what they're already eating, it's very hard to know if there's this many calories in, in these meals and then how much am I burning and you don't know how much you're burning. So you kind of get caught in this where you're you're not really sure, you're not really tracking anything. So you're not really just 100% sure whether you're in this calorie deficit or not. Um, so it's it's if you want to get into it in more depth, that is the route to go, going low calorie or thinking low fat, high protein, low carb. Like all of these are just different ways of, 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 of eating and manipulating your diet. Uh, some of them will work for you, some will just send you mad altogether. You won't enjoy going low carb. Let's say you're going low carb, but you have a really high intensity workouts that you do. You're just straight away gonna feel like really lethargic during that workout. It might feel great doing that workout at all because you're on you're eating say a low carb at that particular time. Like you have to kind of know your body, know what your know what your body needs to fuel whatever sport you're playing or whatever exercise you're doing in a gym. Is it high intensity? Is it low intensity? Do you do you go for a, a walk? Do you go for long walks? Is that gonna need the same amount of carbohydrate to fuel that? compared to say the likes of crossfit or or something that's very high intensity um, it's going to need a total different amount of carbohydrate to fuel that workout so knowing these type of things and not just going with the latest trend of low fat low cal low carb like understanding what each of them mean and looking into a more depth you're going to have more understanding of it and therefore you can kind of make a, a more informed decision and say all right well that's that sounds like a good plan to me is to go ahead with the likes of a low carb on days that I'm not doing very much activity and then on days I'm doing more activity I might go with a, a higher carbohydrate rate of food into my body so it's it's knowing them things and, and, and not just following something for the sake of following it uh, best way to replenish magnesium levels post-workout and pre-sleep food or supplement so the question there is to try and get your magnesium levels back, you could go down the diet route and your dark, dark leafy uh, green veg will get magnesium in. I've, I've experimented with this. I've, I've, I've taken magnesium supplements in the past. Uh, generally before bed, I found that worked very well for me. Uh, there were certain ones that I found really enhanced my sleep. It didn't, it was by no means a, a sleeping pill or anything like that. It was, it, was, it was very much just supplementing with magnesium and the... The effect of magnesium on the body would be to, it did have a, a calming effect down and when I actually did go asleep, that when I was in that sleep, it was quite deep sleep and I felt like refreshed after that sleep the next morning as well. So as I said, I've, I've, I've experimented with magnesium and I found it a very, very beneficial supplement. A lot of athletes and people in general would be, would in Ireland would be deficient in magnesium. So it is something definitely to think about looking into how could you increase your magnesium levels going down the diet route or going down the supplement route both of them would, would would obviously work. Just finding which one will work for you is, is the key to that. Uh, what best thing to eat after a session? So what's best to eat post-workout? So I kind of discussed that earlier on, but you're looking at protein and carbohydrates. You do have to start your, looking at your overall diet and people kind of get caught up in that, that window after the workout. Like that's the most important 30 minutes after the workout. That's that's definitely been bashed out there. And realistically, it's it's unless you're at the higher level again come back to come back to comparing yourself to where you're at are you a beginner are you intermediate are you 
getting into the pro level of, of, of your of professional side of, of your sport then you can start looking at those things in more depth but your overall diet is going to dictate a lot um, but after after a workout if that's if that's what the question was protein and carbohydrates would be would be a good route to go to get those in soon enough after it doesn't have to be in 20 minutes or anything like that you can have a, a quick shake and then go home and have your shower etc and then you're say you have your your meal an hour and a half two hours later after that so that's the last few questions on the nutrition side of things there's another one here from a guy for saying about the is strength and conditioning will it help strengthen my legs so if this person thinks it's coming from a running background so snc strength and conditioning of course the it's in it's in the name strength work will definitely increase the strength in your legs if it's if you're doing lower body workouts and single leg workouts the, as long as you're keeping within the right rep ranges and you're you know using enough enough weight or enough load on the bar that you're over time you are going to increase the strength of your legs and that'll definitely help carry over to whatever sport you're playing whether it's running or hurling or football it's having having strength in the lower body is definitely going to be a huge benefit for any, any of those uh, particular sports um best way to stay on track when a shift worker so i have a few people coming here to the gym that are shift workers and i found that the first thing will be energy levels and then the second thing will be getting consistent you know consistency in your day and having some form of routine in around your sleep as well sleep can be very very um messed up in, in somebody who's a shift worker because they're awake at night when when most people are asleep and then they're asleep during the day when most people are up and about so your internal body clock is 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 kind of all over the place so to try and create a, a bit more routine there is, is somewhere to start it's easier said than done as well when you could be working for two nights and then off for two days and it is it is it's hard to establish from even from a workout point of view as well you mightn't just be able to get a proper plan in place trying to work out after coming from a night shift mightn't be ideal your energy levels are going to be down so you have to take all that into account you can't come in and smash a workout and you have to do a 12-hour shift the night before you might feel worse after that workout because you're coming in in a state of maybe you didn't eat much the night before either and you're tired and it's just being clever with that kind of stuff and not just not just going for something and say oh, i should be working out so i better just go and do a workout I mean, you have to look at the full picture there. So for shift workers, their sleep, the routine, having on your days off, maybe try and catch up then on the sleep and also catch up on, say, shopping you have to do for to get your to get your food so that you're bringing food with you to work, that you have a, a plan in place as regards that because that can be another very common one where well, there's nothing to eat and I just end up eating something out of a, a vending machine or I end up getting something just you know in a local shop that's not great so having having putting the time in place and a bit of preparation can go a long way for people that are working away and that they work during the night it's just trying to get that again it's hard easier said than done if you were always working night shifts and never brought food with you it's very hard then to just go and have all your tupperware ready and you know go go full hog with that but starting off having say if you're in a, in a, in a hit lock or nine o'clock at night, that you're at least having that meal at 11 or 12 or whenever your first break is, that you can kind of work on building up the routine of, of having a good meal at that time. And then over time, kind of your next break, three or four o'clock in the morning, that you're having a, a decent meal again there. Again, these, uh, these are all, these are all uh, easy to say when the person isn't doing this, but uh, I did work shift work before and I found that that was always difficult, was was trying to get the food right at night time. It, it, it is hard done, but bringing your own food with you definitely helped and having it cooked on your days off and having a bit of a plan in place with that definitely helps things along. The uh, last one, uh, nighttime cravings and what carb and protein levels should you be getting in after workouts? So the first one, nighttime cravings, 
possible that there could be a deficiency from a nutri nutrient point of view if you are getting very specific cravings. So that's, that, that is something to look into. It could be just routine, it could be just habit, it could be boredom. Um, there's a lot of reasons why people could have nighttime cravings. They might not have had enough food during the day. So when it comes to evening time, they're catching up in their own head. They're thinking that they have to make up, make up for food that they didn't eat during the day. So that can be a vicious circle of just over consuming at nighttime. But it's your overall food. It's your overall calories over the whole day, over the whole week that really matters. So if you're over consuming at nighttime or if you're over consuming during the day, you're still over consuming on, on calories and you're taking in too many that you don't need to be taking in. So it's looking at that really as well. Um, maybe a multivitamin could be a good place to start there especially if there's specific cravings like you've got a craving for dark chocolate or sorry not dark chocolate any chocolate or you know a particular crisp or something just in particular that you really crave that 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 could be telling you that the body is is, is lacking in say it could be magnesium or zinc or some other micronutrient so getting a multivitamin on board wouldn't be a bad place to start just to kind of cover your bases in, in that regard the last one then was about the carbohydrate and protein levels should you be getting in after workout like a lot of the stuff it does depend but a nice place to start could be having something like 30 grams of protein after the workout and then from the carbohydrate point of view you could be looking at between 30 to 60 to 70 um, grams of carbohydrates after the workout but that's that's looking at your whole daily calories and like did you eat a lot of car carbohydrates that morning or are you going to eat more carbohydrates later on that day then that can kind of dictate a little bit how many carbohydrates you might have say just after the workout so um that's kind of them all from uh from from the the q a that we done a few weeks ago uh, i hope that we covered a few of the questions there that or even just anyone else that didn't send the questions in i hope we, we, we covered a few different types of topics there we'll be doing another q a down the line as well the next podcast will hopefully be in from a member here at the gym i also want to get on as i said before some people that i would have been got to know in the fitness industry and even in the nutrition side of things as well it'd be another area that i i have a massive interest in so the next podcast keep your eye out for that keep your ear out for that and um, if you enjoyed this one by all means comment or share it or pass it on to somebody that you think is going to get some benefit from it and thanks very much for listening and i'll talk to you very very soon again cheers